This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, good evening. We're holding here in the second Chalik, uh, Perik Yudalit, where he's in the middle of Perik Yudgimel. He had gone through um, different shitas about um, the Kadmus Olam, Nitzchis Olam, things of that nature. And now in Perik Yudalit, he is going to give Aristotle specific proofs that the world is a, a Kadmon. So basically, the, um, he, he had gone through the Madabrim's proofs and so on about the world Nikon. Um, and now he's going to speak about the uh, Aristotle's proofs. So he said, I'm, I'm speaking to you in the sense that I, I'm not giving a, um, an objective review, uh, not always objective, but a, a thorough review of everything that Aristotle wrote. I don't have to quote them by, by Lushen. The main thing I'm trying to do is give you over the points that they made and what I agree or disagree. But I will try to focus you on the main on the on the main threads of their thought. Um, I'm not going to discuss other philosophers other than Aristotle. He's the one who's uh, ideas are worthy of consideration. And dealing with Aristotle and addressing the issues that he raises is is a, a far better. Um, it, 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 once once I'm able to resolve that, everything else is is. Um, Resolved. So basically, I will deal with Aristotle's main points and try to address them. The first proof that Aristotle brings um, is that motion cannot um, be said to have ever been created. Why? What's his logic? Shuyoma he says, In order for motion to start, if this car was standing still at some point, and now it's moving, something else had to impart motion on the car. Um, means something else began moving. So we have a car over here. The, the 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 gears atoms has begun to to move inside the cylinder and uh, or the air and now that began moving that's moving the car so the heat says so Paul is hatcha actually here hatnua um in k nimtsays we here atnua shabon nimtsays zuatnua khrena so the, the, there's there's the first um, motion which causes the second one. 
in Kena Tnurish and Kduma Behekre. So that first motion, so so whatever got the gears to go, that had to have been there for always. Or it'll keep going forever because motion needs to be caused by motion, and that, that's just an endless stream of, of, of motion to motion. And this also um, will uh, f- force you to say, that time is also eternal. Time and motion are basically synonymous. They, in other words, you cannot have time when there's no motion. In a world, and when you have a picture, um, a, a regular photograph, you can't say this photograph is 50 years old. I mean, yes, you can say the photograph is 50 years old, but the people in there are not 50 years older. They, they, they are who they are, and they'll always be that way till the ink disintegrates. So, so time and motion are the same, and therefore, if motion is eternal, so is time. So if motion is eternal, time must be eternal. There always were clocks turning. There always was the earth re- revolving. Motion can only happen in time. By definition, motion is always measured in how many inches per minute, per second. And vice versa. In a world that's totally flat, what does time mean? Uh, time is, is, is clock ticking, the sun, uh, the earth going around the sun, an atom emitting something or other. So his first, um, his first argument for Kanasolom deals with motion, and motion needs motion to beget it, and therefore it must be eternal. It's very interesting because his second argument is, is the argument about substance, that had it rocks come into the world, you know, something must have got... We, we always tend to look at that as the primary argument. And uh, Aristotle always looked at motion and the Rambam's own, I've pointed out many times, the Rambam's own yesod, that is eternal, is from the eternal motion of the world. There are shame Another uh, um, uh, approach that he has, Yoma, he says, We have four basic elements, the earth, fire, water, and the air, and there must be a common, undifferentiated element that's the root of it. So you have matter with a capital M and all these different types that come from it. If let's say um, the first that first primary matter was created, so there must be matter from where that was created. And therefore, the second one, the one that was created, that basically was created, should have its surah because anytime something is made in a certain way, it has the material started with, and it's surah imparted. But we, we're talking about, you know, when we said the primary choma, it means it has no surah. 
So it must be that this material is came doesn't come from anywhere. By definition, it's So it's interesting. All these type of arguments, what 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 you kind of begin to um, feel at some point is, you play with words, you give them a certain definition, and then you tie yourself down. So they'll they said that everything that is created must have a certain sewer to it because that's what it means. I took a piece of wood and and made a table out of it. I made a board out of it. I I, I anytime I'm, I'm saying something happened to something, it means that we took material and made something out of it, which is tsura. So so therefore he says if the primary material was made by something else, it means that has tsura. But we're talking about a primary material. But the, the argument is, is just a simple argument that everything has to have a thing where it came from. Okay. Um Derek Shlishi Loi. Um this is a uh, a third argument. The the um the, the material of the of this galgal, the galgal is that big circle that you know the, that whatever it is keeps orbiting on it. Is something that that seems to be. It has no, um, what's the right word for it? No opposite. In other words, um, it's total, and there is not as if something you can say is in an opposite direction. A circle has no opposite direction. I mean, I guess counterclockwise, but but in a circle itself. When you have a straight line, you can say, I'm going east, I'm going west, I'm going north, I'm going south. When something is continuous, so the, the continuous motion of the of these of these um galgalim, which is where the orbit is on, that that has no hifuch. It's something which is totally monodirectional, and there is no direction. A, a um you can't a round orbit does not have opposite linear motion has opposite like we're going to this direction this direction in circle i'm always going to same direction on and on um hippo the concept of, of having something opposite um uh, uh equal but opposite is only shared by uh, linear motion now, the reason why something comes to an end is because something that's opposite of it affected it. For instance, I have ice in my ice packs, and the reason why my ice in the ice packs becomes deceased is because the heat got to it. The reason why my room is getting cold is because the cold is affecting the heat. Um, the reason why the water is evaporating is because there's heat or sun or fire that's evaporating it, and so on. The reason why the car is slowing down is because there's a force in the opposite direction pushing it. So um, there's uh, friction or an opposite force, whatever. Everything that changes or better says downgrades is because the opposite force 
and push back against it. Uh, heat and cold, you know, wet and dry and so on. The um the kolshe omnom it's a sibas he posted mashabonas hafchus. The reason for any hefsid is because he's hafchus. The achashagalga embrace hafchus, and since circular motion has no counter motion, no nifsa. So nothing can cause it to um downgrade. And something that can't come to us, that can't disintegrate, doesn't never became. Again, this is a passage that he makes Aristotle, that I guess in, in, in Russian Kodesh would say Kibolo Kachpolto, that you you something that cannot stop existing cannot have started to exist. And there's a certain logic to that. If I tell you that this rack is unbreakable, so it must be that this is the way it was made because how did I ever get it to be what it is? If if I have a square rack standing here and I say this rack is absolutely unbreakable, well, how did it get here? So so the the Aristotle assumed as an axiom, things that can't, that are not destructible are also not things that are makeable. They just are what they are. It's a, it's a, it's just like if if I ask, how did um, how is salt made? I say, well, you took together chlorine and a sodium uh, atoms. I can take that. I can take it apart. If I can take it apart, um, it means I can put it, it together. I have, the fact that I can take it apart means that it that that it had to be put together. But if I take, let's say, the smallest particle that we feel cannot be divided, once upon a time, the atom, then it was the electron and the whatever quantum particle we have today. And I, so by the same dint that it can't, um, I can't break it down, I also can't create it. I can create salt molecules. I take chlorine and uh, sodium and I patch it and I put them together. I cannot create an electron um, the same way I can't disintegrate. So it's a, the, an electron. So, so it has the same Mahalachovi um, also that anything that's not mishav is not deposit. So this also means obviously that, that the world as such is eternal. Finally, a fourth Mahalach that Aristotle uses, Derech Revi. This is not Aristotle himself, but it's something based on him. Oma, kol mischadish tia efshoros chidushay koidemas al chidushay bizman. So this is also a very, it's a strange roundabout argument for us, but I don't know, people thought different ways in those days. Um, they, they, they postulated the following. Is it or is it not true that everything in the world existed as potential before it comes into being? Um, so, so anything that comes into being in this world must have a time when there was potential. The possibility must precede 
the actual existence. And that's why round motion that's circular cannot have a beginning or an end. And they use the following logic. There is, is, is uh, the people who follow this wake. For they said, what state was the world before it was created? The only three states that anything can be in um, before it comes into being. It could be impossible to come to being. It could be um, uh, something which must come into being. And it's some, or something that could come into being. If let's say it had to come into being, so it means it's always there. If it couldn't come into being, um, it can't possibly, um, it, 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 it can't be. And all it is is a possibility. Where does that potential lie? In other words, a piece of wood is potentially a table. So the potential lies in the wood. I have the wood in this way, it's like, but before that, if there's just empty air in my room, I can't say there's potentially a table over here. Um, it, it, the way, what it means is, I have something else someplace else and I can sell it and get the money, but it, it, in order for something to potentially be there, it, there must be a metzius that's going to be there. And if it existed as a possibility, what carries that possibility? Where is it? There has to be some that exists already. It has the potential. In order, in order for the word possible, to it means I have something. I have a piece of wood. So I say this piece of wood could possibly become a table. But if I have nothing, I can't say that. So the, the world started with potential, and potential needed to be part of something else. And he finds this argument to be very powerful, the Rambam, um, for Kadmusola. Okay, so these are four lines of reasoning for Kadmusola. Now he's going to add uh, three or four of his own, um, a little, in, with, a, with a little bit of a different cap. Again, he's adding fuel to the fire. He's, he's adding reasons, um, tr trains of reasoning, why people would think it's kind of solo. Now, this is a, a refutation that some of those medabin, medabin were the Muslim preachers who argued vehemently against Kadam Solom. And like Ramam says, their Muna was right, but their logic was off. In other words, they're right, but not because they're right, but the end, they got the answer right, but the way they did it is wrong. But what did one is Medabim want to answer to this? So we hit the Sophic Ha'efsharus who ate la poel 
that the, the possibility rests with the one doing it, not with, with, with the object. The object doesn't exist, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is where the potential is. It, it also, this doesn't hold water, it's either or. You're mixing it up two different things. I built a table, so that means there was a piece of wood that could become a table, and there was a person, myself, who had the possibility of building it. My potential becoming actualized has nothing to do with the chayfetz's potential becoming actualized in turn. So just like I needed to have it before, it, it, it also needs it. It, it needs to be both the person doing it and that. So these are the, the trains of thoughts. These are the basic trains of thoughts that Aristotle uses to establish that the world is kadmoin. It means eternal. And this is despite the fact that these rebellions was also eternal, but they come together. There were some others that also um, believed in a Kadmus Olam and uh, sort of included Hashem also. Remember, we said Aristotle didn't deny that Hashem was eternal, but the world is also eternal. Now, what, what are so these people use a train of thought that includes the God that they believe in as part of it? So the God that Aristotle believed in was a physical, a physical necessity. In other words, he believed in, in some force that made everything happen. He did, doesn't attribute um, uh, care or ruts and anything like it, but, but these are forces. So now he's going to have a few arguments using that koach as part of the proof. So what happened? Until 5,000 years ago, or 5,700 years ago, um, there was Akarish um, Baruch who existed, the world didn't exist. So that means Akarish Baruch who had, quote-unquote, potential to create a world. Um, and when he created the world, he became a, 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 a realized um, a, a, a creator. So basically saying, HaKadosh Baruch had potential at some point and actualization at some point. So Akash Baruch Hu um, uh, is basically, um, he, he um, had potential that he brought out. So to say Akash Baruch Hu had potential and realized potential, that, that seems as if, so, so, so Akash Baruch comes in two sizes, two flavors, very hard to, to digest. That's a not. That's a proof to to to, to that. 
So if the world is eternal, it means it is as, quote-unquote, old as Hashem is, and therefore, um, that's what Hashem, you know, so Hashem always wanted a world. A second approach, Why, when do I paint my house when don't I? Well, when I have a can of paint, when I have someone to help me, when it's a rainy day and COVID lockdown or whatever it is. So I can always pinpoint why he decided to paint on Thursday and a month after he promised to actually paint the house. So if, I, if there's things that I want to realize, don't realize them, I can attribute it to, to various factors outside of my control. Um, there's no such thing. If I decide I am going to study for the test, well, it's a wonderful decision, but I'm tired. Um, I have a neighbor that needs some help. I was distracted by a tractor rumbling through. 101 things that come. So, so to say that I had intended to study in the test June, and it's only now in August I got around to it, makes a lot of sense. Um, but by Kodesh Baruch Hu, why, why Briyas Olam 5,000 years ago? Uh, hello? We're like, you know, he's around forever. What was he, what was going on? And B'derech Acha Yoemru Peloises Baruch Shlemus Baruch Eimbem Dovam Mechisar Another approach is that what Kodesh Baruch Hu does is um, is Shalom. Nothing extra, nothing missing. So Aristotle has a phrase that nature is always right and it never wastes any effort. In other words, it is the nature of nature that everything we assume when we see a body or an animal or something we automatically assume that he is geared to function best. We become extremely uh, skeptical if we find things that don't seem to fit into it. We, we, we do a lot of hard thinking, and we found it time and time and time and time again, so that, that things have it. So he says, um, so Aristotle would always say nature is wise. And does not make anything about taller. So whenever we find something and we and we dissect it, we examine it, we always start with the attitude that this is the best possible in, in its framework. So if a Kaddish Baruch Hu feels, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu is, Chachmasi is Baruch Hu, is, this world is a good world, then that should be true always. And therefore, why would it happen later? But wait. Um, words erased over here. Um, or something. Um, basically, 
Um, these are the basic arguments for Kanus Olam, and in, in different ways, they all lead back to this argument. Voidis says, he mentions two more tainus. Outside of Chaka, Shem Oimrim, Echolo Kayis, Alabi, Stabach Bottle. Loyasa Dover, Bishum Ponab, Lechismus, Hashbia Shoysar, Voyoham Shusa Kamshe Tasli, Loyasa Dover, Bikashahoy Esmas Patera Metsius. So this, this argument is another variation of the one before. It was a Kashpok doing all the time before Bisola, like uh, collecting unemployment. Vichelo Marta der Marshal. Even if you tell me there were a thousand worlds created, like it says in Hazal and so on, but Akashbohu is, is eternal. So, so it's again, it's, it's nothing. Um, the, so he says, uh, So again, what does it mean? Akadosh was sitting around, not doing anything. The um, there's another. Uh, 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 type of argument that we, we would, if if it was true, then somehow it could not become the common wisdom of the entire world that there was no bria. Um, everyone talks about this as being eternal. That's why they talk about heavens as containing God, because the heavens don't change, and you know that, that, that's befitting. So they also one of one of the things that they felt was axiomatic is. Something which is universal, it must be that it's MSB Saidi. And there's a logic to that also. Anything that's open for question, people think differently. And people would be expected to come up with different understandings. That's normal. If I find a universal consensus with no exceptions, it must be because it's something that's bad and true. Maybe people can't express it why or how, but 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 something which is universal, one um, can make the case that should be considered to be an absolute truth. You don't find anyone who argues that two and two is four. It's a metzias, and that's it. So so anything which is metzias mechletes, um, and since everyone that they know agreed to this point. This must be part of the MS. That's the, the Rama. So we finished Perikidal over here. Okay.